welcome to the Dog Show Show podcast, presented by the Staffordshire Bull Terrier Society of New South Wales and featuring Kim Reader. <laughs> oh, welcome to welcome to something very exciting. Welcome to the very first ever live live recording of a podcast that we've done, the Dog Show Show podcast. First ever. Now to prove it's live, can we just get everyone to yell out? There's actual people, actual people here. It's fantastic. This must be what Kyle and Jackie O feel like. Anyway. I hope not. Oh, jeez. <laughs> you might feel like Kyle. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, we need to... Um, so, we're here at the, the Bill Spillstead uh, Canine Complex out mm-hmm. here at um, Ludnam, and we've had a couple of fantastic days of shows out here, and we have assembled... A crack team of Staffordshire Bull Terrier experts. Mm. Over a hundred... Well, yes, Dean. <laughs> that's you. <laughs> uh, we, over a hundred years' worth of Staffordshire experience at, at this table. Oh, well over. And I won't say who's got the most out of all of them. Did that even look a day over 45? No. No. Very well put together. So, to, uh, to introduce from the UK, the Canatraw... Prefix. I got it. Did I get it right? That's well. It's Close enough. It's the accent. It's just yeah, with his accent. accent. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it sounds good. From the UK, John Ryder, of course, from the Paulgate prefix, uh, Dean Burwell, and he's not in an RV this time. Not he's in an here RV. in person. He was in an RV, and of course, our very own Games to Stafford legend. Kim, <laughs> I like to embarrass she her as much as I can. She hates it. Kim Reader, and of course, as always, Barb. Hello. Now, gentlemen. How was um, how's the last couple of days been for you? Great, great. Yeah. Seen some nice dogs. Yeah, seen some some very nice dogs. Seen some nice dogs again today. Yeah. yeah. Did anything that really took? Did, now, Dean, you're a Bernese Mountain Dog man as well. Were there any out there? Did we see any? I did not get to watch today because they went on early. Oh. But uh, I was told there were only four or five here. So. Okay. Uh, but I did see a puppy in the puppy group or a puppy sweepstakes. Puppy switchstakes, yes. Nice. So is it ended up in your luggage? Is it going home with you? What are we... Uh, no, they don't fit in luggage. <laughs> <laughs> I did see a picture of a puppy on your website. A Stafford pup you can get in luggage. Oh, yeah. No, I've no, done no, that. No. <laughs> You've done it. Um, and you even had a nice storm when you first arrived. Welcome. With the big storm and yeah. hail and all the rest, I heard. We didn't get wet. We was inside. Yeah, we were in the hotel, so we were oh, lucky. <laughs> it was all good. <laughs> um, what... Were there any standouts for you yesterday that you guys saw? Any dogs that you kind of went, wow, this is really impressive? Um, I'm trying to think of something funny, but... No. <laughs> um, it doesn't no, need to be funny. No, it's, I, I, was, um, I was really happy with my final results. So, yeah, yeah that, that's a bonus every time you come here. Okay. Or every time you judge a show. Yeah. So that, that is a bonus, that you've got to be happy with what you put up. Yeah. Um, now I see a nice puppy today with nice markings. He had a nice black head, yeah. so I was quite happy with that. Yeah. Dean? <laughs> no, I was I was again pleased with you know the results, and the good thing is I had uh, quite a few to choose from, which is always fun. Yeah. Um, when you've got quality that you can pick through, uh, and then you can be satisfied with your results. Yeah. You really are giving it to the best dog in that instance. In in my opinion, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, that's what you got to remember. It's, it's it's one person's opinion. Yeah. You know, you know, I I judged yesterday. Dean judged in the afternoon. Yeah. Uh, there was some twists and turns. As it was today. Yeah. You know, you, it's it's one person's decision at the end of the day. As we were going on to air, you scanned the QR codes here, and I noticed that you were talking about the Australian standard and the the American standard, and the English standard. Mm. What stood out in terms of those standards versus the Australian standard? What what was the one that you went? That's very different. Well, that's what John and I were talking about. Is uh, basically the Australian standard and the UK standard or FSA standard are, are almost identical, right? Yeah. They're identical. The same standard. Same yeah. standard. Yeah. The US standard is different. Okay. Uh, I mean, not significantly different, but um, the US standard has two disqualifications where in the FCI standard is um, labeled as highly undesirable. Right. So um, So the, what would one of those disqualifications be? What would the two, look like? The two disqualifications in the US standard are black and tan color and liver. Yeah. Liver color. Okay. But liver's, liver's okay here, isn't it? No. But, no. but our well, standard says not to be encouraged the same as England. Yeah, okay. But I think when we spoke to Bill the other day, he said why that happened. And that was because the American, when they registered the breed, yeah. the, the um, American Kennel Club said it's either in or out. So it's disqualified or it's in. Yeah. You can't have not encouraged. It's not clear yeah. enough for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they went with disqualified. Yeah. And the AKC has changed their mind several times after that. But <laughs> okay. With with new breeds that are coming in, the the powers that be have changed their priorities. So for Stafford? No, 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 no. Oh, for, for other breeds. Okay. Yeah, as you write a standard, the 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 way the AKC reviews okay. them. Okay. Oh well, it was a long time ago when they registered the Stafford. Not that long ago. Oh, okay. Under the seventies, wasn't it, in America? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 74, 75? Look at me knowing stuff. Yeah, you go there. Oh, wow. I was still at school, didn't I? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> actually, I wasn't even bored. That's, that's actually... It's one of those people I That's actually the with. truth. <laughs> oh, I hate people like that. Anyway, um, so you guys both 30-plus years' experience in the Stafford world. What keeps you interested in the Stafford I mean, I know you're dabbling in the Bernays Mountain Dog as well. It's, well, I, I've got other breeds as well at the moment, but with, with the Stafford, it's, it seems to, once you've had one, you don't want to go away from it yeah. because it seems it's a breed of its own yeah. and it, it, it sort of locks into you. Yeah. It's like a disease. You know, you, it's a, it, it buries itself into you and you just go keep going on and on and on. But you know, there, there has been times and... and it's been quite recently that I wanted to give it all up, yeah. but it still just keep banging back, and I'm there trying to hammer it home that we need to sit down and and discuss things and work out the the way the Stafford is going. Yeah, yeah. So, and that I think that's what pushes me the most. Yeah, getting my point of view over and trying to open the eyes of other people to see what's what's what we're losing, yeah. Because once we, you know, we lose one part of a dog. Um, when's the next part going to be lost? Yeah. And once you lose several parts of it, you've lost the breed. You've lost breed type, and it's yeah. gone. So maybe that's the reason why I keep pushing in to get it done. 
to, to keep on to it. Yeah, yeah. We've got, we got hands shooting up in the crowd here, <laughs> frantically writing questions down. That's good. <laughs> but, but, to John's point, it is, it is kind of a disease. It really <laughs> is. is yeah. <laughs> there, the Stafford is a very unique breed, and it's, they're, they're just very unique and very lovable, and mm. I, I, I can't do without them. Yeah. What what makes it unique for you? What when you say unique, what like is it temperament? Is it yeah? It's the temperament, their structure, their temperament, and the way they yeah. you know to live with one is um, is a trip. <laughs> it's just um, I see these videos online of um, some of the just the silly behaviour that they do. No, oh, right. you know they attach yourself to you can't go anywhere mm. without them. They're like they think they're. A, they think they're a miniature poodle and they're actually not. They're lounging all over you, that kind of thing. Um, well, actually, we were talking. It's, it's extremely interesting the way the Stafford behaves towards people. They're, they're, they love, absolutely love people. Yeah. If they don't, then it's not a good Stafford. And yeah. It's just... Um, but for an adult, like for me, my dogs, you know, they'll come and headbutt me, they'll... You know, come running at you, and, and nearly all always, you know, it's a great big blocky head right in your crotch. Um, yeah. But for a kid, for a little child, the same dog will go running up and just gently ease right up to that child. And it's just amazing to watch the difference, yeah. the way they respond to children versus adults. So that's something unique about the breed, I think. Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah, sure is. It's it's almost like they. Well, I mean, I'm sure they do actually know what they're doing. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. I've got to be gentle with this one. I, I can yeah. give Dean a bit of a hard time. But <laughs> yeah. I've got to take. Um, we we have already had Nathan from um, Shadow Stuff over there talking about the breed standard stuff you were just mentioning. Can you? And it's just written. Can he expand? I'm sure he could if we put enough into him. I reckon he would. But um, I'm imagining in terms of. You're talking about if we let certain things slip in the breed standard. Give me, can you give us an example of what you well, have noticed? Spring of rib. The standard asks for a, a spring of rib. Most dogs you see in the ring today yeah. haven't got a spring of rib. Okay. They're flat-sided. Yep. We're losing bone. Yeah. Uh, a round bone. You know, it's, it's what the dog was purpose was. Yeah, yeah. Was a... Was a fighting dog. Yeah. You know, the they made the the chain makers made their extra cash yeah. through fighting their dogs. Yeah, so yeah. they wanted a dog with the correct bone. Yeah. So this was why the staff was created. Yeah. You know, it was a round, dense bone. Now it's becoming a fluted bone. More more of a running dog. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. is it fit for purpose? That's what that's what yeah. you've got to look at. Yeah. So we're losing that. Yeah. Yes. Some people go on about their head change. It's become a prettier, prettier head yeah. with the dimensions of the head. Uh, some are asking for a third, third to two thirds yep. of the skull. Yep. Yep. Uh, so they're asking for that. Yes, it's become a prettier head. There used to be two types of heads. There used to be a Midland head and a Yorkshire head. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there, there is a video out of a seminar with. Uh, with all this disgusting, mm. um, and people were educated on it. We haven't got that education for the new people that are coming in. Mm. So they, what they see now, they think is the norm. Mm. 
So let's get back to the, the basics mm. and bring that, try to bring that back in, mm. is where we've got a spring of rib. You know, we've got a, the width in the chest, mm. which is coming narrower and narrower, which is making the flat-sided. Mm. So we're lo- losing them. Mm. That, that's, that's three examples. Yeah. What else are we going to lose? Yeah, yeah. And once you start losing too much, you lose in breed type. Yeah, yeah. Once you lose type, that's the end of it. And it becomes a different breed then. Yeah, it becomes a different dog. And I think... a generic dog. Yeah, you know, it asks for a bull and terrier. Mm. It's a blend of bull and terrier. Mm. And I believe, my opinion is that we've gone too far to the terrier. Mm-hmm. And we've, we've forgotten about the bull type. Mm. Uh, I made a comment in, a, in an article on Facebook... Um, saying where 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 do you think the breed is going to, and it, it someone replied on there saying where does it say in the standard bull and terrier? Mm. It doesn't have to say it. Mm. The name says Staffordshire bull terrier, mm-hmm. so it doesn't have to be in the standard. Mm. It needs, I think, it needs to be addressed. Yeah, and that's and that's what I think is happening. And is this the standard? It's I imagine. A blend of the best of those breeds. Well, isn't it? it's people. The, the common thing is you know, people say, "Well, it's interpretation. It's your interpretation." Because it is open to interpretation. Yeah, yeah, it is. But you know, bull and terrier. How far do you go? Yeah, yeah. it's got to be an happy medium. Some some people prefer a bullier type. Some people do prefer a terrier type. Yeah. But going too far terrier, going too far bully. Yeah. Is is wrong. Yeah. We we got to get a happy medium and keep it in the middle yeah. of a bull and terrier. Yeah. So really, follow, sorry. Yeah. Following on from that, we have a we actually have a question here that says um, the standard states a slight turnout of the pastern. Exactly. But there are some dogs that are straight with no turnout. Yeah. So that's what you've been yeah. talking about. Yeah. So um, does it impede on function? What are your? I believe it does. On? Yes, it does. Yeah. It definitely does. Yeah. Oh. How? Hmm? How? how? For these guys all know how for us. Well, for one thing, you, actually we talked about yeah. it earlier today. Um, that turnout is in the feet. Yeah. It's not from the mm. shoulder or the elbow. Right, yeah, yeah. right? So you, the shoulder and the elbow are definitely should be straight in the front. Mm-hmm. And then the turnout is in the feet. Okay. Right? If you get the turnout upward, then you're going to start getting that front movement where flops. It yeah. flops out to yeah. the side, yeah. so that it definitely does affect the way the dog moves. Mm-hmm. Um, and to John's point, the Stafford was not a running dog. It was not a. a it's it's quick. It's agile, mm. but it didn't have to run very far. The pits were not very big. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's where you needed that <laughs> round bone built for power, not speed. Yeah. Much, right. much like yeah. myself. Yeah, and myself. <laughs> 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 yeah. The thing so, about the turnout in Paston is, is if you remember what he's to do, if he's got a straight mm. Paston, it'll break. Mm-hmm. That's why they have a slight turnout mm. for flexibility. Mm. And that's, it goes back to the function of the agility mm. in the pit or the agility mm. in the dog. They had to be able to turn and twist mm. and spin and, and quick. Mm. Uh, they weren't running straight. Mm. Mm. If you go, if you if you look at that in a different angle, in building terms, mm. um, say you, say you had a footing to build a house on. Yeah. Now that footing is is measured t- 
to a certain width. Yeah. Um, and where that brick wall comes down onto that footing, shearing is a 45 degree angle. Mm -hmm. So that's the reason why that slab of concrete underneath it as a footing is wider mm -hmm. than the actual wall in between yeah. because it allows for that turn. So if you look at the footing, uh, the, the dog's front as yeah. it comes down, yeah. that slight turn out yeah. is giving it more strength yeah, yeah, yeah. to push. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, like um, like martial arts where you yeah. sort of have that slight yeah. foot turn out of the feet. Mm. In, that sounds yeah, it was a, a boxers the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boxers, yeah. and you know he's wor working even even way. Yeah. You know when you when you when a dog pushes off, he can either turn right or left. Yeah, not straight on. Mm. So to that point, in terms of the, what John has just said about those other three examples, Dean, for you, is there anything that you think is disappearing or it is? now acceptable that shouldn't be? Um, Don't worry, you won't offend all the Australians in the room, that's fine. Oh, <laughs> I think um, in some ways, part of the temperament, I think our dogs are softer than they used mm. to be. Okay. Um, now, I, 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 don't want, I don't want out of control, just snarky, just going crazy kind yeah, yeah. of thing. Yeah. Um, but our dogs do seem to be softer than they were in the past. Yeah. So that um, we when we spoke last time, God, I hope I remember this one correctly. Um, that sort of that gladiator spirit, yeah, almost, yeah, yeah. That you want them to have. You don't want a dog. That, uh, for an example, I saw. Uh, we was talking about it before. I saw a, a live stream video. Yeah. Of two of a final lineup of dogs. Mm -hmm. um, you had the open dog. Hmm. We had. A veteran open then limit now the limit dog was a bit, a bit nervous a bit intimidated by the open dog because mm -hmm. the open dog was full of himself I, I know mm -hmm. the dog itself so he's full of himself he's, there's no backing down from the dog yeah. he's there up on his toes the dog the limit dog that was beside him was quite nervous yeah. of him being beside him yeah so the judge wanted him face side on so what they done, they, they turn it round, but the, the open dog was looking at the backside of the limit dog. Mm -hmm. So straight away in the dog's head, he's thinking, there's another dog behind me, like that's up on his toes and wants to go. I'm a, I'm a bit nervous. So yeah. I'm thinking to myself, the best thing to do is face the two dogs together. Right. And it gives that limit dog a bit more courage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some dogs will either front that mm. or fold. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. sort of run back up themselves yeah, yeah. which she did turn the dog and he, he was up on his toes made it a completely different dog right. so had he had to keep on being nervous that wouldn't have been my choice at all Right. Yeah. if he had folded and sort of like no that's I don't want none of this yeah, yeah. that's you, not Stafford temperament you can't have a timid Stafford no, no. that's not it's got to be bold fearless but reliable yeah, yeah. and that's what it should be yeah Jeez, I love that. That's fantastic. Have you got any good questions? Hmm? Have you got any questions? Well, <laughs> you've got the sheet. Oh, I've got the sheet. Oh, good. No, uh, yeah, I 100% get that. And anyone that listens to the show know I always use athlete analogies. Mm. And, mm. and that's it, isn't it? You want that, that dog mentality, that's, that, that's it. that fight mentality. It shouldn't, it shouldn't back down from it. It shouldn't yeah, yeah. back down. It, yeah. and, and that's the terrier in it. Yeah. That's you know that's that's the part of the terrier and the bull as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's got and they both had it. Yeah. Bull a bulldog. We used to bait bulls. 
hang on to the nose. The terrier was to go to the ground and yeah. have rats and everything. So yeah. it was, it's fearless. Yeah. It's got to be fearless. It's got to be fearless. If you've got a dog that sniffs another dog's backside and folds up on himself, and it's not Stafford temperament. Well, yeah. that's why they are. That's how they are reliable because dogs only bite in fear or pain. Mm. Mm. But it shouldn't, it shouldn't show the fear. That's right. It's not, it's not going to show the fear. God, I don't know why you love this animal now. <laughs> like, I really do. Um, so for both of you guys, I mean, we've talked extensively about standards and, and things like that, but what do you look for when you're judging? This is a question for both of you. What What do you... Is there something you really... Fo- I mean, I know there's the broad focus of the standard, but is there something you really go like, it's got to have this, a- apart from temperament, maybe? I'll let you start with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know what I like, but... Yeah. Um, it's, a, it's the overall dog. Yeah. Um, so I, I start when they first enter the ring. I, I get a first impression of them. So it's, yeah. you know, the overall silhouette of the dog. Um, it should be approaching square. You know, the U.S. standard from the withers to the tail set should be the same as the height at the withers. Yeah. Um, so I want that nice, tight loin and approaching square. Yeah. You look at the head shape, you know, First of all, does it look like a Stafford? <laughs> um, that's when you're talking about breed type. It's, it's, you know, if you look at that head from, you know, across the showgrounds, that's a Stafford. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and if it doesn't have that, then it's done. Yeah. Um, and then um, overall structure as they're moving. Um, if there's um, Things that are really, really would eliminate a dog for me would be bad top lines. Mm-hmm. It, it can't move, uh, and really bad feet. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the nice tight feet. If it's splayed, um, the dog will not stand up. Mm-hmm. So. In my head, how many times, you might not have paid attention to this, how many times have you seen a dog and gone, I think that's the one, the first, when it's walked into the ring and been all, right. All the time. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. You, you sort of that, almost that first impression, that's it, yep, mm. that's the one. Okay, we'll just see if it's still the one. Yep, it's still the one. Okay, that's my dog. Yeah. That's the one, that's one. And that's, uh, I think that's pretty typical. Uh, when you're looking down the line when they first come in, you're, you know, the, the first first impressions are, are big, yeah. but then you've got to put your hands on the dog yeah. to make sure and confirm what you're seeing. And yeah. what, what you saw that first time is actually there. Yeah. Uh, and then you have to move them yeah. to confirm that. Yeah. Do you, do, you get, do you get like do you get like tingly when it's a good dog? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> you go, oh, and I get I get both ways. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so you go, ah, oh, what a what a disappointment. Oh yeah. yeah Sometimes had, it shows in your face. As well. <laughs> I've had dogs come in, and in in the U.S., the judge checks the the. The number with the judge's book. Yeah. It doesn't work that way here. So when they first walk in, I'm more, you know, number five, number seven. You know, you sit the book down, I turn around and look, and I'm like, oh, my God, that's a great dog. Look at that. And then you have them move, and you're going, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> it can't move. Oh, no. And it's, it's a huge disappointment because when you first look at it, you're like, oh, man, I, I like that dog. You know, and then it moves, and it's got four feet that go in six different directions. 
And you just get tall. Yeah, so that's, that's a disappointment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Mr. Ryder, what about you? What, what, do you what, what are you looking for when they... Similar, I usually look at just usually a... look at the handler and say <laughs> <laughs> no. no uh, so Nathan didn't do any good underneath you. No, no. <laughs> he didn't have his didn't have his skirt on. <laughs> no, it's uh, it's first impressions really open your eye up. Yeah. And um, I uh, I had a dog in Brazil. Uh, he came into into his class, and I looked around, and I saw the dog there, and I thought, my God, what a cracking dog! Yeah. And you, you're thinking to yourself, then I just hope there's nothing wrong. Yeah. You know, you know teeth and all that business, like. Please let this be good. Yeah, it's, it, and, and that's the feeling you get. But my my pet hate is fronts. Yeah. Uh, I, I like a nice head. Yeah. Yeah. You know, don't don't get you know. That sets a dog off. That's the first, you know, head and expression. Yeah. That really opens your eyes. But a front has got to, good, got to be good. Yeah. I don't like these A-frame fronts and yeah. Chippendale fronts. It's got well, to be a correct... they can't do their job if it's not right. Exactly, Absolutely. exactly. It's got to be... If, if the front's right, that's a bonus. It, it's, it's making life easier for the dog. Yeah. Uh, and it's got to work properly. And then you work your way back. Yeah. Back to the back end, yeah. and if you've got a nice, powerful, thick set of thighs, um, not you don't want a, a bodybuilder. Yeah. You want you want muscle there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you, yeah. you it's got to be muscle there to nice tight skin. Yeah. Um, nice tight coat on it. You know, you, all these little things you need to add up to judge a dog. Yeah. Um, but for me, it's got to be front. Uh, feet, but this turning in is a no-no for me. Yeah, yeah. Now it's it's you know it really makes me cringe that the dogs have got that way. And, pe- and people are turning the toes in. Yeah, yeah. We're asking for a slight turnout. Slight all it turnout. is is a slight turnout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all we need. So, and as, and it says in the standard, slight turnout of Bastons. Yeah. All this business and and people keep stepping it in. You know, placing the dog's foot in. I see that it's I wrong. see that in the U.S. with professional handlers all the time. Yeah, it's wrong, and I know they they bring the dog up and stack it, and they they turn they they set the feet straight. And I'm like, you don't know what you're showing. You yeah. don't know the breed you're showing. Well, you know it's it. about education. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and that, and this is what it's all about: is education, how it should be. My dogs, I'll put an example: um, young hustler. Yeah. Now that dog, his front was spot on. I used to put my four fingers underneath his chest, my other hand underneath his backside, and just drop him down like that. And that was it. I didn't have to place his feet. That yeah. was it. Just bang. They were just naturally. And just nat- like that, yeah. It was correct. Yeah. That's how I wanted him to go. Yeah. You know, sometimes I might have to just turn his foot a little bit. But I wouldn't be turning them in. No, no. You know, it's, it's no. Got, but that's it. The front's got to come down. And these, these fronts that are coming round... And back under the dog, yeah. it, that's wrong. You know, it's got to come down. Yeah. It's a nice lay of shoulder. Yeah. Kimmy, what about you? When you first, um, when, when, if you're judging, what are you looking for in what's in a dog? Is there anything that you really want to see? We've heard from the boys. We are an equal opportunity podcast. I'm glad to hear that. Basically, just when they enter the ring, I look for the make and shape, yep. the level top line. 
did they move correctly on the side? I'm a big one for side movement, mm. as well as <coughs> up and back. Um, but yes, exactly the same reaction. Oh wow, look at that, I hope it's got everything else to go with it today. Mm -hmm. um, but then if that's not the case and you've got to sort them out, it's just as per the standard. Mm -hmm. But yes, I mean, I was talking to somebody today about when I judged in Adelaide once and this particularly lovely bitch walked in, or ran in and I went, well, that's the group, don't worry about the breed. Mm -hmm. And uh, unfortunately, when I got to her mouth, she was very undershot. And uh, so that was not the go. So then you have to go to the next one, don't you? And think, yeah. what else did I like going around there? So it's just a matter of elimination. But yeah, the whole package when they go around is usually what I look for. Yeah. I, um, well, you know, everybody likes a smashing head. Mm. Um, and the ears to be correct to frame the head. Mm. Eye shape, the eye shape makes, um, as far as I've been educated, if you've got a correct eye shape, your head will follow. Mm. So if you've got a bleak, Almond eyes set incorrectly, your head was going to be wrong. Yeah. So there's all these little things that mm. go with it. Mm. But yeah, it's basically um, the make and shape of the dog when it first walks in. Mm. And I always say to people, every great dog's got a fault. There's a lot of mediocre dogs with nothing much wrong with them. Yeah. So you can't fault judge. Yeah. You yeah, have 100%. to virtue judge. Sometimes it's best. I found um, like when you're waiting for the class to come in, mm. if you see the 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 actual exhibit that's coming in with the dogs, they're not actually showing the dog when they come in. Mm. You're seeing the dog in its natural state. Yeah. So there's no, nothing being corrected. They, yeah. bring, they bring it in all casually, um, and then you see the best of it. Mm. And then you can start so that, looking into so things. So even just as they're wandering around the yeah, just walk. They walk in yeah. naturally. They yeah. come into the ring naturally. Yeah. They don't think they're being judged. Yeah. But I'm judging them as they come in, yeah. uh, and they're not playing about with the dog. They're watching. I'm watching yeah. them come in, just a natural state, and then you see the real dog. It's for itself. Yeah. You not. You haven't got a handler there that's correcting things and yeah, yeah. trying to hide little bits and pieces away yeah. from you. Because mm. your job is there to pick them out. Yeah. Find find them what they're trying to hide from you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Cat, well, I was going to say cat and mouse, but it doesn't seem appropriate, in this instance, does it? <laughs> Dog and mouse? Yeah. I don't know. Dog and cat. <laughs> Dog and cat. Okay. Fair enough. Um, so do you, when you come here, do you change what you're looking for? Do you judge differently or are you applying the standard you'd apply anywhere else in the world? No, I try to do what I do every time. Yeah. You know, I come in, it's a dog. Yeah. I'm looking at a dog. I'm not looking, looking up the lead. A lot of... A lot of people say, oh, he, he knows that person, so he's going to go that way. It doesn't make no difference to me. I'm looking at the dog. Yeah. And I don't, even though there are slight differences in the standard, I think um, overall it's the same dog. Mm -hmm. um, so, no, I don't, I, I don't think I changed the way I judge because mm -hmm. I was in Australia. And it definitely didn't change who was handling the dog, because I don't know any of you. <laughs> <laughs> I think, it, you know, certain places have different ways of showing, uh, not, sh not showing their different approach to coming into the ring. And yeah. um, it's like England, you just, anyone walks in the ring. Yeah, yeah. You know, whoever's in that class, no matter what number, you know, you go down to the Southern Island and it's all, everything goes in numerical order. Mm -hmm. yeah. So... It's, but the judging, judging is still the same. Yeah. You know, a, a dog 
yeah, you're judging the dog to the standard, and that's what you you put across. Yeah, the procedures are different. Yeah. Some of, yeah, some of, the, some of the shows and procedures are different. Yeah, well, like, like Dean was telling me today in America, the um, bitches are numbered uh, even and the dogs are odd, is that right? Mm -hmm. Right. And how do we do it here? Well, we do it in alphabetical order by the owner's surname. Right, yeah. So how in do you England, do it? we just walk, everyone walks. If you're walks entered in, in, scattered. Yeah, if you're in, uh, entered in junior dog, you just go, whatever number is on, on your arm, it doesn't matter. You just walk in and just find a place to stand. Mm. We, we've asked most of our predetermined questions. Have we? Yeah, we've got through most of those, I think. No, we haven't. Oh, well, you ask. <laughs> you take over that. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so there's been a bit of talk about ramps, using, uh, using ramps for judging, and here in Australia, we've been... Um, um, Staffords have been allocated as a breed who uses a ramp. So what do you think about using ramps? <laughs> For the dogs, not the judges. <laughs> well, actually, it's for both because <laughs> it benefits both. And um, Kim and I had this discussion. In the U.S., uh, the Stafford is a ramp optional breed. It was, it was the, that's the terminology. Basically, the ramp can be used at the discretion of the judge. Right. So, and also in the U.S., uh, a judge is required to judge every dog the same way. So, if you use the ramp for one, you have to use the ramp for all of them. Uh -huh. Um, and our discussion before I judged here, um, Kim said that the ramp would be in the, in the ring, uh, and the, she said that most of the exhibitors were familiar with the ramp. That's one thing. Um, so I said, well, whatever's traditional, that's what, the way I'll judge. So I left it up to the discretion of the exhibitor rather than me. They could, they could chill on the ramp or on the ground. You know, at their choice. I think it's <coughs> tradition. Yes, I think it's down to that. Um, having the dog on the floor, it was it was meant to be judged from the floor. But looking at hindsight, you can see more on the ramp. If you're if you're judging a dog on the grass, you, you know things can. You know, if you look, you're getting down, you can pick the dog's feet up and look at the dog's feet. Uh, but once you look at the dog's feet. And it's, once it goes down the grass, you're losing the way the dog's feet spread mm. within the grass. Mm. If it's on the table, you put it down and you can see how it spreads. So the advantage there is looking at the dog's feet mm -hmm. and, and, it's, and it's up nearer to you. I can see the advantages of judging on a ramp, but personally, I would like to see him judged on the ground. That's, that's, that's only well, my view. It sounds to me like there's benefits to both. Like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. Put them on the ground, because you can hide a couple of sins on the ground, mm, yeah. but when you get them up on the ramp, you can't, yeah. you can't hide those sins yeah. anymore. So we, we, you, yeah. you get a really good look. That's at right, yeah. yeah. But that, they also ha ha have them on the ground on concrete. Yeah. Yes, okay. yeah. Okay. We, we have them in, a lot of the breed shows are inside anyway, so okay. they're on a hard floor. Yeah, yeah. If you're outside, obviously you can hide yeah. the feet problems and things like that. Yeah, yeah, okay. But being on the ramp is ideal if you was out on the grass. Yeah. You can see the, the feet construction. Yeah. But, you know, for me personally, I'd like to see him judged on the floor. But I've got nothing against If someone wants to use a ramp, let them use a ramp. Yeah, yeah. But personally, I, I wouldn't. Yeah. Mm. Fair enough. Okay. 
So I didn't realise it was so controversial. So what we need to know in Australia is from January we will have a rule for the ramp, okay, which says that the staff it is on that list um, and they have said that it is at the discretion of the judge mm. um, but they will bring a further part of that in uh, that ruling to say that it is... Um, you have to do it the same way every time, just like in America, mm. to because it's equity as far as yeah. exhibits go. Yeah. Um, my view about it is is that um, I understand it's traditional to put them on the ground and also show them front on like a bulldog. Mm. That's yeah. what that is showing them front on. Yeah. Um, but I believe that um, well, the world's changed a bit, and we have a, a lessening amount of people participating. And people are now getting on board with disabilities. And at the end of the day, if it makes it easier for somebody to mm. handle their dog, they should have that option. Mm. We, we're losing people left, right and centre. We need to be inclusive, not exclusive. Mm. And I think that's my view on that. As far as a dog goes, um, there's a lot of people here teaching people how to put dogs on ramps and show. And, you know, people really don't... Have a problem with it. I mean, they all pretty went much went on well mm. on the ramp on this weekend. Um, but I understand the English are very um, steadfast about their traditions with everything. Let's look at the cricket. Yeah, yeah. Let's look at the football. Yeah. Let's look at a few yeah. things. So bring up. The so ball. at the end of the day, <laughs> they just uh, animal jump in here. Um, and um, I just think that you know, eventually, you know, they have to get on board if we want to keep our dog world. Mm. Yeah, we we have this discussion a lot, and anyone who listens to the podcast will know that this is something we talk about. We're, part of what we're doing is trying to encourage new people into the dog world mm. because it, it is shrinking. Is yeah. it? Is it? We're seeing the same thing in the US and the UK. Yes. Yeah. yeah okay. Yes, and I, I absolutely agree. We need to encourage new people to come yeah. in, and part of that is um, <laughs> just being nice. Yeah, 100%. Uh, And for my wife and I, we we travel to shows all the time, whether I'm judging or whether we're showing. We still show our own own dogs. And part of the joy of the dog show for us is we have people come over to the RV after we show, even the people that were in the ring with us, and we have happy hour. Yeah. Uh, So... You know, I'm going to compete against you while I'm in the ring with you, and I'm going to beat you yeah. if I can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then I'm going to have you over and have a beer or a glass of wine and say, you know, good job. Yeah. And then we're going to go to the group, and whichever dog won, we're going to cheer for. Yeah. You know, we're going to cheer for the Stafford in the group, whether it's mine or whether it's somebody else's. Yeah. And if I ask you, how do I beat your dog next time, you'll give me a tip? Uh, no. <laughs> That's your job. Because, <laughs> John, I remember in our conversation the last time we spoke, you said that a big thing for you was talking to the old timers and listening. Yeah. And really taking on board what yeah. they said to you. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and I, I advocate that that yeah. it should be that these old timers should be getting out there and speaking to the, the the newcomers that are coming in. Yeah. Um, and also for them to try and approach the. The, the older generation yeah. to try and get some tips and some guidance yeah. um, because without them we wouldn't have had what we've got now yeah. and uh, t- I know times do, do change 
the ramp ramp business that needs to change if we need to go forward. Clubs need to change uh, with their attitudes um, to bring new generation into it. So when them new, that new generation comes in, education needs to go with it as well to educate them on the breed um, because you know as I said things change too much we've got a different breed yeah. so we need to we need to keep that blueprint as blue as possible mm. and 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 stay to that mm. so i think we need to clubs in general need to get their acts together mm. join up and get in there and, and get it done don't don't fight against each other we yeah. all we're all in it for the one reason and it's the staff Gibraltar area yeah and let's all get behind it and keep it going. Mm-hmm.